हेलो वेलकम टू द सेल्फ लर्निंग पॉडकास्ट बाय डॉक्टर सुषमा सिंह लेट अस स्टार्ट डिस्कशन ऑन यूनिट 19 माइक्रो लेवल प्लान्स फार्मूलेशन एंड इंप्लीमेंटेशन एंड आवर टॉपिक इज इश्यूज इन माइक्रो लेवल प्लानिंग द फर्स्ट वन इज चॉइस ऑफ रीजन द टर्म माइक्रो लेवल प्लानिंग रिमेंस रादर वेग अनलेस द एक्चुअल लेवल ऑफ प्लानिंग इज डिफाइंड levels could be demarcated on different criteria according to v nath the abiding concern in respective of criteria adopted in continuity in terms of geography or exchange relations formed on the principle of homogeneity and interrelationship and external contrast In other words reasons should be based on distribution of related phenomena in some respect accordingly there could be climatic reasons geographical reasons based on distribution of physical phenomena for example geological structure topography climate hydrology soils natural vegetation or reasons based on distribution of the physical phenomena such as agricultural land use population density and occupational patterns by the same argument sociologists and cultural anthropologists employ cultural criteria in the sense of people forming a community on the basis of shared morals and practices and not being an unrelated mass with incomprehensible heterogeneity hence there could also be industrial reasons or economic reasons which are explained by loss as the market area of the community and an economic reason as a system of such market areas each basis serves some rational criteria for demarcation and or purpose in development policy in addition it is also desirable that the reason should be small enough to be close enough to people and large enough on such homogeneous criteria to constitute a viable economic unit for planning the crux of the discussion is that a reason should be a recognizable entity for a planner and not a disaggregated zone which cannot be planned for on any rational criteria as per escape discussions the district has been accepted as a viable functional spatial unit for local level planning however Indian administration is characterized by lack of uniformity as also in countries like Pakistan and Indonesia in that some districts are ridiculously small and others too large for such areas sub district levels such as the block in India are considered suitable with respect to certain subjects in planning 
However, the experience with block level planning has been largely unhappy. Chief factors accounting for lack of success in this regard were lack of adequate expertise at the block level, both in the sense of policy planning and technical know-how. While in developed countries, the free operation of the market mechanism has provided adequate by contrast, such mechanism is rather weak or lacking, which makes planning at the local level rather difficult. To elucidate, markets are distant, storage facilities are inadequate, local industries are sparse, institutions administrative or otherwise academic lacking. Hence, know-how is limited. According to Vinath, there should be built in flexibility in policy design regarding the spatial extent of a policy as for example, in the development of water resources, a river valley system could be the right spatial unit. For metropolitan planning, it is necessary to plan with the metropolitan area of city as the unit. Similarly, for power resources, development and development of transport suitable aerial extent should be the domain of the policy. To further illustrate the Himalayan areas of UP, Punjab, Himachal Pradesh and J&K form a geographical area in the sense of common features such as arid topography, common patterns of resource use, occupational pattern, economic activities pursued like horticulture, grazing, exploitation of forest resources, etc. Hence, development plans would be relatively easy to devise and implement on the basis of geographical homogeneity of the area. According to Vinath, such reasons should be used as supplements to the administrative units in planning. In India, resource allocation for education is rather low, which contributes further to system weaknesses. Administration is more or less inefficient owing to lack of resources separate staff concentration of expertise at the top, precisely a top heavy orientation of the administration. Lack of adequate technical expertise required for development planning at the local level is a major constraint. There is also lack of adequate database for the planning since the planning mechanism at the state level the state planning commission and the state planning boards is rather weak. Hence, consensus has more or less emerged in favor of district as the level of local planning in India. To address or possibly settle the dilemma regarding choice of level, a multi-level planning framework by way of a three-tier arrangements has been attempted in the 73rd and 74th constitutional amendments. 
as per the 74th amendment the dpc or mpcs need to be constituted under the state zilla parishad or regional and town planning act a three tier planning structure is envisaged in the states panchayat or municipality level district and metropolitan level and the state level under this framework panchayat or municipalities would prepare plans for their areas which would be consolidated at the district level in the form of draft district development plan the detailed process is as follows following the 73rd constitutional amendment the constitution and functions of pris at the different levels are as follows the first one is at village level to prepare village data inventory vdi convene gram sabha meetings list out the needs of the village prioritize the needs on the basis of resources available and prepare a village plan to be submitted to panchayat samiti the elected body at the block level the second one is at block level to prepare block data inventory bdi aggregate all village plans and prepare block level plans to be submitted to the district panchayat the third one is at district level to consolidate all block plans disaggregate them by item year and cost according to their link with the rural development programs and sectoral programs of the state and federal governments distribute the activities to different local governmental department sector wise and finally prepare the district plan to be presented before the district planning committee for finalization and approval for both prospective plan and the metropolitan development plan would be prepared by the mcp all district and metropolitan development plans would then congregated in the formulation of a plan at the state level now let us discuss functional demarcation of plan subject there will be functional demarcation between tier with respect to issues as per suitability or practicability the 11th schedule of the indian constitution lists the functions assigned to local bodies the 12th schedule of the constitution 74th amendment act lists the 18 functions of the municipalities which among other include urban planning including town planning regulation of land use and construction of buildings and planning of economic and social development in this regard the state government could be more specific and de- definite in assigning functions to local bodies in the absence of clarity in assignment of functions the state finance commission would not be able to assess the fiscal needs at a level and allocate adequate resources 
accordingly. Importantly, the 74th Constitutional Amendment expressly recognizes a role for the ULBs within the constitutional framework and provides for devolution of financial powers from the state government for strengthening of municipal finances. The CAA 74th also provides for the constitution of ward committees in municipalities with a population of more than 3 lakh. Metropolitan Planning Committee and the District Planning Committee for the consolidation and preparation of plans of spatial, economic and social development. From a top-down approach, the emphasis has thus shifted to bottom-up approach. The main issue therefore in functional demarcation would be avoiding overlapping of the functions between tiers and choosing the right tier for a function for maximum impact. In view of the challenges facing by ULBs, the planners have to prepare themselves for a new role and much wider responsibilities. As a bridge between the civil society and the politico-economic structure, the planners have to perform the role of a catalyst of change. Equally importantly, there would be need for suitable administrative adaptation by way of securing personnel equipped with required technical capability for plan implementation and managerial capacity to institute desired patronship with the civil society. To that end, manpower planning and training would be necessary. Modifications in the recruitment policy to emphasize technical expertise would also be necessary. Now let us wind up the session and thank you very much for engaging yourself with the self-learning podcast.